Hello and welcome back to Behind the Dreams, Disney theme park podcast, fan podcast, not official. We also talk some, you know, Disney movies, Disney Plus, whatever is going on in the Disney world. We'll talk about it. Um, with me today, as always going forward right now, is Jack. How are you, Jack? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's like almost 70 here today. It is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, this whole week was like 50, between 50 to 70 this whole week. So it was really good here in Maryland. Um, We got some news and stuff that we'll be talking about. But before we do, I just want to kind of quickly talk about Disney Plus has added a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of good stuff to watch on there. Um, My wife and I just watched West Side Story on there, the new Steven Spielberg version. I know, Jack, you've seen West Side Story. You're a newcomer to just the whole West Side Story, right? Yeah, I mean, Spielberg just still has it, man. I mean, so many beautiful shots in that movie that, you know, if you're going to be sentimental for the original, I can understand, I guess, but, like, there's no way you can not look at some of the cinematography and be like, okay, he improved on, like, everything. Um, You know, this is, what, 60 years later, so should be able to improve on it. Yeah. Uh, should be able to improve on that. Um, but I recommend it for everyone. And if you want to, you know, Rachel Zegler uh, is the lead, Maria, and that she's going to be in Disney's Snow White. So that's um, another reason to check it out if you're interested in Snow White, which I think will come out in 24, 2024, or 2023. Um, they actually just had a fire on their set, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they had the pause filming for a bit um and she's also going to be in shazam 2 fury of the gods so for people that are interested in dc stuff you know check out the uh, dc podcast we have on the network called elseworlds dc fan podcast jack was on there talking peacemaker uh we don't recommend you listen to that if uh you have children i mean you can listen to our podcast we don't recommend you watching the show <laughs> with children <laughs> peacemaker um Okay, uh, and uh, they've also added the Netflix Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, have been added to Disney+. Plus. Uh, I know, Jack, that's how you started getting into Daredevil. Have you finished the show or, or no? Okay. Came back on. Nice. Yes. And I've, uh, I have not watched season three. 
So I do want to sit down and rewatch just one through three. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen Daredevil, and I'm very glad that they put it on Disney Plus. We've kind of talked about how they need more mature content on there, um, or just not even more mature content, but just more stuff that'll draw in, like they've how they add it blackish and grownish and Wonder Years, you know, stuff like that. That's going to make people realize, oh, it's not just Marvel, Star Wars, or Disney, Pixar. Like we have. Uh, cla- like they like. There's no reason. I think Arrest Development seasons one through three are going off on of Netflix. There's no reason Arrest Development cannot be on uh, Disney Plus. You know, <laughs> it was it would. Um, for me, um, I'm very glad it's on Disney Plus because I could not imagine these going on to Hulu where I have to sit through ads for some of these because these shows. Let's not forget, we're not built for ads at all. Like these shows were built of. We have Netflix. We're going to make them as long as we can. And there's really no perfect breaks where you're like, oh, this is where a commercial would be. Like, there's there's none of that. So um, I'm very glad that they wised up and said, let's go ahead and put all of this stuff on there. And I'm hoping that means we get, we get Logan and we get Deadpool and stuff on here as well. You know, stop, stop splitting it up. Um, okay, so let's get into it. We have some, let's, I guess let's cover the news first and then we'll go into the, oh, also Turning Red has been added to Disney Plus as well. I'm watching that tomorrow, so I don't have any thoughts to share on that yet. Um, but yes, I'm going to, uh, we'll talk the news first and then we'll get into the two topics we have today are talking our thoughts on Genie Plus and kind of talking about some of these reviews for uh, Star Wars Star Cruiser um, for the Disney Resort. Okay, uh, one that is sad to me because I liked going here for lunch. So often at the boardwalk, it opened in 1996. This place was older than Jack. It's the ESPN Club in <laughs> Boardwalk. Uh it is permanently closed. It was closed, I think, for most of the pandemic time. And it is going to be a new table service restaurant and bakery called The Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers. Do we know who Gwendolyn Rogers is? Yeah, so it has two existing locations already, Indianapolis uh, has both locations, um, so they're going to be bringing it. I don't know if this is really a restaurant, unless if it's like Cheesecake Factory. I mean, the pictures I'm seeing of this is like literally like glass containers holding cakes everywhere. It almost looks like wedding cake type stuff. Um, I'm not sure how how excited I am for this. Like one thing I liked about ESPN Club is while you could go there and catch a game, like I've caught you know a few games there in my time. But it also just had, like, normal, like, regular, everyday food uh, that you could eat. And I'm hoping this place has something like that, or else I'm going to be a little little disappointed. And probably not cheap. 
I'm trying to find a menu for it right now. Um, on their website, they have a menu. Um, okay, so they have sandwiches. They have salads. Or is they have salads. That's how they spell it or whatever. And soup with an E at the end. I'm over this. I'm so over this. I'll tell you that much. This is just pretentiousness. This is pretentiousness. Yeah, these salads are sixteen to eighteen bucks. The sandwiches are eighteen to nineteen dollars. <laughs> um, soup is the soup is nine or fifteen dollars. I don't unless there's like a half one. I guess I don't know. A grilled cheese, a peanut butter and jam sandwich is $12 on the children's menu. Not just the butter noodles, but every single sandwich, grilled cheese, peanut butter and jelly, ham sandwich, turkey sandwich are 12 to $13 for the kid menu. You know what that means? They're giving you an Uncrustable. <laughs> Charging $12. Oh, this is not good. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what? They even have different... They have a different menu at their other location. Chicken... Chicken piccata is 26 bucks. Crab cakes are $48 for two crab cakes. Get out of here. And they do have a burger and fries. Hold up. Uh, speaking my language a little bit more here at this location. But how much is it? I don't. Oh, classic burger with promise frites. $21. $21. It looks like a small burger. It looks like a very small burger. Like a. Like, I don't know. Like one you grill yourself. Uh, yeah, that's disappointing. Um, the Disney Adventure Friends Calvacade, uh, is reducing their operations because the Festival of Fantasy Parade is back. And, uh, Logan sent me this picture, like this, this, um, poster that they were giving out to some of the cast members in Magic Kingdom or whatever for, like, hey, it's back. Looked pretty cool. I was like, you gotta hang that up. But, um... It looks like they're doing about two shows a day for Festival of Fantasy, so pretty good. Excited for that. Uh, now here's something that Jack is very excited about. Disney Vacation Club has announced proposed plans to develop a new Disney Vacation Club villas at Disney Polynesian Village Resort. Um, it's going to be built on the site of the former Spirit of Aloha um, dinner show at the Luau Cove with the planned opening of 2024. Um, what's your thoughts on this?
I think it looks okay. I mean, I I think we, we were just talking about it off air. It looks a little too modern for me. What I like about Polly is that it, how it kind of looks, um, you know, th- it doesn't look like Polynesian to me. It looks very Alani type style, like where they're kind of all going. Or what's the new one, Riviera? Looks a lot like that, too. Um, if you're watching the video, we have the picture up of it here. But um, if you're listening to the audio, we recommend checking that out. Uh, we got like two pieces of news left before we get into our topics here, but they shared some concept art of the soon-to-open Connections Cafe at Epcot, which I guess is going to be around the area of where um, Electric Umbrella was. And it looks alright. I mean, it looks like a quick service place i mean i don't i don't really know do you have any thoughts on it yeah I think it's Starbucks. It says it's been confirmed that new Starbucks is going to be located in here, which means this place is going to be a madhouse. Forget about it. (laughs) With Starbucks. I don't like coffee. I'm very thankful... I'm very thankful I don't. Um, the times I usually have to stand in line for these is when my because my wife drinks coffee, and if she doesn't get coffee, she usually gets a migraine. Um, or if she didn't sleep well, you know, she suffers from migraines. Um, <clears throat> so yes, unfortunately, I've had to stand in lines for this. But other than that, I usually don't have to because I'm usually <laughs> not affected. Um, I don't. Usually, like, uh, I don't need anything to wake me up. Usually my contacts wake me up because the solution gets in my eyes when I'm putting them in, and it's like a, whoa. And then I'm fine. Like, you know, yesterday I had my glasses on until, like, 11 a.m. No, not yesterday, today. I guess today I had my glasses on until, like, 10 or 11 a.m., and then I put my contacts in, and I was like, whoa, now I'm fully awake. Like, I still felt like it was still very early, you know? But, uh, yeah, I don't need it. Um, I'm hoping we can actually eat in here without the, uh, without too much problem. Yeah.
<laughs> I hope so. I we need we need more of that stuff in. I know they've been they've been kind of wild with the food lately, with some stuff. Well, I it can be fine. Uh, my my issue is I feel like you still have to have one place that has just like American style food, and right now Epcot doesn't have like that americana i guess you would say except for refreshment port you know refreshment port is like the only place that is like that right now um and it's not even a place like the last time not last time i was down there but the other time i was down there before that i had to walk with my food in my hand from refreshment port over to odyssey um, between Mexico and the port of entry, um, to eat in there because it was just, I, there was nowhere to sit down around there, you know, cause Epcot has a problem right now. And the problem it is, is that it's a festival park now, 365 of the year, pretty much. You know, Festival of the Arts goes right into pretty much Flower and Garden, which then goes pretty much right into Food and Wine, which then goes right into like Christmas time, and then back to uh, Festival of the Arts. The issue with that is when you have all those pop up stands all the time, everybody's congregating around them all the time. So, like the other day, like the last time I was there, I had to sit at one, like stand at one of those circular tables and just kind of like eat my chicken nuggets from there because there was nowhere else to go any place that has a bench any place that has like a table that you can sit at is completely full because people are you know drinking around the world or eating around the world and i get why epcot does it it's because it makes them a boatload of money especially right now why they don't even have actual attractions to ride at this point i mean you know we're, we're still waiting for some of these to open but it's just kind of like a sad state for me of how i remember epcot at times because i enjoyed festival of the arts but i feel like maybe that should focus more on the actual arts then and not so much of well we have a pavilion here that has some overpriced weird food item um that you know is like what what was what was the one my wife wanted to try? It was like a deconstructed thing. I was like, what? So they just take a sandwich and break it apart for you? Like that's lame. <laughs> it's like they put the burger together and then just be like, there you go. It's deconstructed. no i mean it's fine i think they i think they need to have gaps i think they do need to have gaps between these bigger gaps If you uh, sorry, I cut you off. You want to keep going? Mm-hmm. 
Um, that was my first time at Festival of the Arts. I, I did really like that one. I do like Flower and Garden, too. I'm actually not a big food and wine guy because literally, like, that's all you can do. Right? It's food and wine. Uh, with the Flower and Garden, like, I like looking at all of the flower arrangements. And then I like looking at, you know, in this art and uh, Festival of the Arts, you know, I got to see a lot of cool artwork. That was uh, too expensive for me to buy, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> all right. I mean, even their smaller pieces that are like reprints of stuff was really expensive. Um, speaking of Epcot, so there was, uh, we talked about it on this show, I think, before everything shut down when my sister was on the show. Um, but uh, United Kingdom was supposed to have an expansion in the pavilion um, for Mary Poppins. It was paused in 2020 due to COVID. And Bob Chapik said in his, um, I guess, whatever, what's the thing called? Shareholder meeting? Uh, somebody asked him about it. And he said that the project is currently in a holding pattern and looks forward to refunding the Mary Poppins ride in the future. So take of that what you will. But I assume that means the same thing for that Avengers e-ticket that was supposed to be over in um, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's part of it too, right? Is that, let's say, if you had both attractions open on opening day, they'd probably be like, well, this one's clearly the better one, or this one's... Like, if they, like here's the thing. If you want to relate it to um, Galaxy's Edge, is that I feel like Galaxy's Edge was... Um, like a better, like, like when Millennium Falcon opened, people were like, oh my God, that ride's amazing. Right. But if you had had Rise open at the same time, people would have been like, mm, just go on Rise, skip Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. So I, I assume maybe the same thing would be for Spider-Man. If, if the Avengers ride was better, they'd be like, you know what? If I can't get on Spider-Man, fine. I want to ride the Avengers ride or whatever. But now you can kind of have the hype of everybody being like, oh my god, Spider-Man's awesome. And then getting five years from now, 
Oh my god, the Avengers ride's open now. We gotta go again. So. I I hope that they do continue to actually make it. I do worry. Especially when it comes to Chapik. <laughs> that maybe this won't ever come to fruition. Because, God forbid... God forbid a billion dollar company spend some money on actually building stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the only good thing JPEG has done is the, the only good thing he has done is the fact that apparently between him and Iger, he wanted to actually have mature content on Disney Plus while Iger did not. And that was part of the infighting with that. Once Chapek took over and Iger was still in his creative consultant role. Um, other than that, uh, I know people will say, well, Chapik, they've spent billions of dollars under him at the parks when he was under parks and all that stuff. But come on, if you look at what Galaxy's Edge was supposed to be and is not, as much as I love Galaxy's Edge, you know, some of the stuff that, as we'll get into it with Star Cruiser, was supposed to be in a in Galaxy's Edge and is not, and now you have to pay six grand to get in there and experience that. That's the kind of stuff that rubs you the wrong way. And then, then not just that. Uh, people can go ahead and say, well, he spent all this money. All right, fine, he spent all this money. But how about before parking when I worked there less than 10 years ago, like seven years ago, parking was like $13, $14 a car. It's now like $24 a car for a day in Magic Kingdom. The used to be able to have your car at a resort without paying well now they added a fee for having a car at the resort nightly fee taking free fast passes to now being genie plus which is what we're going to be getting into in just a second here it's the constant yearly increases to park tickets they just revamped the annual passes and guess what they got rid of for our level but raised the price? They raised the price but still get rid of some of the perks like, well, now you don't have Memory Maker. So now I'd have to spend an extra $100 when you already increased my price by 100 or 200 bucks. No, thank you. Oh, now I have to pay an extra $15 to ride some of the rides I want to ride or just 15 bucks alone for me to get on Rise of the Resistance? <laughs> like... Add up a family of four who wants to ride Rise of the Resistance, 15 bucks a pop or 12 bucks a pop, and you're looking at, like, what? Uh, close to 50 bucks for a family of four or five, right? I mean, and let's say you're not just doing the Lightning Lane. Let's say you had to do Genie Plus because you also wanted to ride some of the other rides. And that's the only option now if you don't want to wait in line for two hours.
And do you know why the line is that long? Even when fast passes, the lines were long, and the reason is because they're told at merge. So, you know, I have friends who've done attractions, right? So merge is where they merge usually fast pass people in the standby line. You know, usually you get to a certain point where they merge. Like at Haunted Mansion, it was right before you go in the door, right? That's merge. I've stood at Haunted Mansion, but when it was fast passes, when it was free, and I didn't have a problem with it then. But, you know, I'm standing in line, standby line, and they're like this. Hold up. And then they just wave on like 30 fast pass people, right? And then they take four standby, and then they go another 30 fast pass. It's the same thing now with the lightning lane, but instead it's the people that can afford it that are going to go ahead of you instead of just people that happen to book it 60 days out. And when we had no fast passes because of COVID... The lines were short. It wasn't just because of, like, my friend Dave went down there in September. Uh, or was it September of 2020 or sometime early last year? But before they started Genie Plus, and he rode Rise of the Resistance three times in a day. Once when the park opened, and it was a 45 to an hour minute wait. 45 to an hour minute, 45 to 60 minute wait. And then, uh, the other times, I think that was like 40 minutes midday and nearly a closed 20 minute wait for rise of the resistance. And now, now the lightning lane line, when I was there, because the ride was down all day, cause it can't ever stay open, stretched from where it, they let you in all the way down to the shops, the alley of shops, is where this lightning lane line... And it wasn't just a straight line. It was zigzagging, doing all that stuff. That was just lightning lane. Now imagine if you were in standby line. You're never getting on that ride. You know, it's going to break down again, or you're going to end up... I don't know. It, it's... Just get rid of that stuff and just let us wait in regular standby line. Give nobody priority except for handicapped people that need it. That that need to transfer. That need the ECV transfer, the wheelchair transfer, or they have a disability where they can't stand in line. That's fine. Take them first and let us just wait in line. And I guarantee it'll be a lot smoother. Because you're not going to get stopped at a spot where they're going to be like taking 30 or 40 lightning lane people and then taking five standby. <laughs> the paper ones. Were you alive when those happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I used to do too they'd send the kids right and I have all four passes and I'm going in there like sticking them in that's great
Yeah. And that worked well because you couldn't have people... Some people, what they would do is, like, book a hotel just to get the 60 days, get a fast pass, and then if they cancel it, then the fast passes would open up later. But, like, people would sometimes just, like... Even when you had the 60 days out, I actually liked it better than what they have now because I don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. to roll out of bed or 6 a.m. to get ready to just buy Lightning Lane and then guess what? They're sold out as soon as I try to get it. Um, And what with the paper one at least, you had to be in the park. You had to go to the ride. You had to put your ticket in. There was no funny business. You know, there couldn't really be any funny business. You'd have to somehow have another pass to be able to get more than one. You can't just put, like, five people on the thing and have annual passes and be like, give us all your tickets. Like, there was no way you could, like, squat on them or anything. See, I, you know why I like that too? Is because I can plan around it, right? Like, let's say I'm able to get Pandora for Tuesday, but I couldn't get it for Monday. Okay, well, now Tuesday's Animal Kingdom Day. Screw it, right? I can't do that here. It's like, if I don't get it that day I'm in the park, I'm like, well, I have only four more days. I'm not going to come back here. So now I can't do Pandora. Or wait in a three-hour line. And it was just a mess. So for people that don't know, the way that it worked for me, and I'll, I'll let you say you're, you're – because you went too, but when I went to Hollywood, it was badly scheduled in the sense of it was the day that we were landing. Okay? So we left on a 6 a.m. flight or so. So we, you know, we're up at 4-something. Left at a 6 or 7 a.m. flight, land at 9, take an Uber from the airport to the resort. That's 10 a.m. now. We change. We give them our luggage to hold. We move on. Get to the park around almost 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I think it was. Immediately eat lunch. But guess what? Uh, We could not book at 7 a.m. because one of our and this is where my experience is thrown off completely we cannot book it at 7 because one of our people were not on the room um, because they were originally not going to stay with us so one of our people could not so we had to wait until 10 guess what sold out before even 10 o'clock rise of the resistance then, you know, anyway, it wouldn't have mattered. It broke down. It was down for hours. And then at another point, Falcon broke down for hours. So at one point, Galaxy's Edge was nothing. There was nothing going on there. Um, so I rode Star Tours a few times and still got my Star Wars fix. And I know they're supposed to remove that at some point. I hope they don't. Just keep it up. Just don't mess with it. George had input on it. Leave it alone. Um, so at that point, that was it. Now, I kind of was Mr. Stubborn here. Okay, I'll say it. 
And I had told my wife and her friends beforehand, I want no part of Genie Plus. I do not want to pay for it. Do not want to do it. None of that. So I think we still had to because I I think they still bought it for me, but I only used it for Star Tours, I think. And Midway Mania. I think those were the only two. Oh, Slinky, I guess. Those three rides are what I used. They rode, like, Tower with it, I think. They rode um, a few other rides. I waited in line for Runaway Railway. I said, screw it. I'm just going to stand in line. And it was 50-minute wait, and it was, like, 40 minutes. It was fine. And I did Star Tours, like, two or three times. And I walked around Hollywood. That was, like, all I did. Slinky, Midway Mania, which I said I could take it or leave it, honestly. And then... I've done all these a million times, you know, like, yeah, for me, I'm like, okay, that's why I wanted to do railway so bad was because I've only been there, I think once since it opened and I wrote it, I think three times that trip, but this trip, I was like, I just need to make sure I get on this ride. They were off doing like Hollywood tower of terror and stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to stay in line by myself. I'm going to ride this thing. going to have a good time and I'm going to get out of here. So that was me on that night. They lo- So her and her friends loved Genie Plus in the sense of we got to do everything. They got to do every single ride they want to do except Rise of the Resistance. Um, I think Falcon we may have used it for too actually. But by the time we used it, it was walk-on. So it was not really using it in the sense of like it wasn't, it wasn't worth it, right, in that sense. But we went to Oga's, which is one of my favorite places to go. So that was fine. Um, so, yeah, that that was kind of like my journey through the first day of it. And they kept saying, oh, my God, that was so much worth it. And I was like, for me, no. Like, Hollywood wasn't even that crowded, right? Like, for me, I don't even think Hollywood was that crowded that day. I'm thinking without Genie Plus at all, you're still knocking out all these rides. and No problem. There's barely anything in that park. So that was kind of the problem. And then, like I said, we had all of Galaxy's Edge closed at a point that I was like, this day's a disaster. Now, I had fun because I just walked around myself. I got myself a pretzel. I did whatever I wanted to do. But that was day one. And I was like, never are we doing, if we're ever doing Genie Plus again, never on are we going to Hollywood day one when we're landing. That's a no. And now that we don't have annual passes anymore, I'm thinking if I was to go down there right now, day one is Disney Springs Day. I'm just going to Disney Springs in the hotel because I'm not wasting a day on like a half a day. So then I would be able to start like Monday or whatever. That was a Saturday. I'd be able to start on Sunday then as a as a full day. Sunday we went to Magic Kingdom. And I think they wanted to do Lightning Lane and Genie Plus that day too. And I think they did. Um, I, again, just kind of did whatever I wanted to. I was not really interested in it. I, I did Pirates. Which, again, and here's how you can tell how the trip is going. Right? Is, and, and, it, again, Magic Kingdom didn't seem busy. It's Super Bowl Sunday, the day I'm there. It didn't seem super busy in the sense of 
I've seen busy, all right? I've worked on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day there where they have a hundred some thousand people in the park. This had to be not like empty. I've I've seen empty too. I worked there in September back in 2013 and there was days where if it rained, I got early released and I was able to just walk around and do whatever I wanted because the secret is if it rains, a lot of people go back to the hotel room. If you stick around, you have free reign to do anything that is not outside, right? Yes. So, and there was one time, actually, when I went to meet characters in 2015, it started raining, and I was like, I'm going to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I'm going to meet characters inside because everybody's gone. Um, so, the second day, we're at Magic Kingdom, and I didn't think it was worth it. They, you know, because then... How's it work? You pay 15 bucks and you can do one ride of every single thing in the $15 tier, right? And then lightning lanes are separate charges. Yes. And then two hours later, right? It's two hours after you book it. Yeah, because she was booking them before we... She booked, like, two things before we even got to the park on the the first day. So, we get to... The, you know, Space Mountain is the extra charge now. And again, that line is insane. And also, this was cheerleader weekend or whatever. All the cheerleaders were there. Um... So it was a little busy, but it wasn't, like, busy enough where you're, like, I need, li like, back to my point, how you can tell the, how the trip's going, Pirates was, like, 50, 60, 75-minute wait throughout the day. And it just should never be that amount. Should never be that amount. That is a ride that is constantly moving. That tells you right there that they're just letting Lightning Lane people in or Genie Plus people in way faster than they are the regular, regular people. Um... I forget where Merge is there. It's like actually inside the building. So like the most of the line seemed to be outside the building. It was it was brutal. It was bad. Yes, yeah. You know where it is? It's where they split you up if you're going left or right. Uh, if you're if you're boarding on the left hand side or if you're boarding on the other side, that's where the merge is. Um, I just remembered because um, I stopped and was trying to tell her how many people I have, and she was like, "Just keep going, just keep going, just keep going." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm going, I'm going." <laughs> um, so that line was insane, but we we were in and out of there. So I guess if you want to say that was worth it, it was worth it. But again, I'm looking at it as the like. I can wait 50 minutes for Pirates. I really can. It's my favorite ride. So I, I will do it if I need to. But it should never be that long to begin with. So that was like the first thing we rode was Pirates that day. No, Peter Pan. We did Peter Pan, which we had to use that on because you know Peter Pan's always an insane wait as it is anyway. Mm-hmm. You could fit like two people in a boat.
Yeah, so we did that ride, then we did Pirates, and then it was just... For me... I didn't do much else, actually. Um, we did Filler Magic, which was great, because they added Coco. They added Coco in there. So that was fun. Um, and I'm glad they added something and not just replaced another musical number like that's fine now add Encanto in there let's get that going um but so we did that ride or that show and that I don't think we used the Genie Plus thing I think it was just walk on I mean it's a five minute wait for that anyway and then we had man Magic Kingdom I don't know uh they did we couldn't do Mind Train because I think that's something you had to book ahead and it was sold out. We couldn't do Splash. I think it was just down or for refurb. Or... Yeah. Thunder we had scheduled, but I said I'm not doing it because that ride, the more I get older, the more I am. Uh, that ride really, like, I feel like I can't fit into it. Not like a fat thing, but like... um it seems like it only comes up to like my thighs, like the bar. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And then you're like sliding around and sometimes I get headaches from that. So I was like, okay, we're not doing that today. And I, that day, that day I actually already had a headache. So that kind of ruled out space and that thunder for me anyway. Uh, I actually left early. I left early to go back to the room to watch the Super Bowl anyway. Cause I was like, I really wanted to take this trip to be just whatever. Like, I've lived there. I've worked there. I go there every year, twice a year sometimes. I'm just going to relax. I had a headache. So I left early. So I don't think I really did much. I think I did Filler Magic, Pirates. We couldn't get the mansion. We had to, We had lunch at Tony's. Which is when my headache really started. was around lunch at Tony's and we had no what else did I ride that day we didn't do carousel progress because one of her friends doesn't like it lame I know it's my it's my mom's favorite not yeah you, you could just not go in it too you could just go do something else um <laughs> Here, that's another rough thing, going with four people that all have wildly different plans and what they want to do is can be very complicated. Um, I think that may have been all I did, actually, were those things. I did not do... I didn't do Buzz. They did that afterwards. I, mean, I think they may have used Genie Plus for that. I was gone at that point. Um, I walked over... And got this great Kingdom Hearts magic band and phone case. Boom. And I walked over to Chicken Guy. Watching the Super Bowl on my phone. Uh, <laughs> got some Chicken Guy. Took it back to the resort hotel room. So I, with a headache. I was starting to feel a little better at this point. But with a headache, walked from Chicken Guy to Saratoga. <laughs> Uh, no bus, no boat, anything like that. Just walking straight back and forth. Felt like I got a lot of steps in. It felt great. And watched like the whole second half in the hotel room. 
I was really liking just kind of being alone and doing my own thing. Um, day three was at Epcot, and I don't think we didn't use it that day. We didn't use Genie Plus that day because it was a day that my wife was really just interested in eating around the world, and think we started off with they started off with like soaring or living with the land and i went to get her coffee i was like i don't need to do these rides i just need to do three caballeros and ratatouille like that's all i want to do oh they they didn't do genie plus they did lightning lane for ratatouille and they did it as a surprise for their friend who um wasn't on the room so they, had, so they had to wait until later, but I was like, don't wait until later. Just book it. Give her my magic band or whatever. I don't need to do it. I already did it. Like, I've done it in Paris. But then we were like, well, it was open till 11 p.m. because we were at Saratoga. So they were like, we'll just ride it again later, too. But then guess what? Ratatouille breaks down right when it's their time to ride it with her anyway. So she had to ride it alone. <laughs> it was... <laughs> really bad trip when it comes to like the technical side of rides breaking down but other than that we we did not we we rode they rode figment i was like i can skip it you guys go do it i forget what i did i think i ate lunch or something i think i went to refreshment port got my chicken nuggets done or something um and then we went to oh the figment buckets were back out and you can order them on the app now. You could order them on the app. That was so much easier. I didn't get one, but one of her friends did, and it was easier. So, yeah, and that was pretty much Epcot that day. We walked over to Beaches and Cream at the beach club. And then we used it. Oh, day four was Animal Kingdom. We did not use it that day either because... My wife was actually not feeling well. I went by myself there, rode Dinosaur, and literally walked back out. <laughs> that short of a thing. I walked in, rode Dinosaur, walked right back out. Uh, I walked a little bit around Dino Land because it was my old habitat. But, um, yeah, walked right in, walked right out. For me, it was a successful trip. I did most of the things I wanted to do. Unfortunately, Rise was down. Couldn't do it. But for me, I look at it and I say, I didn't want to do Genie Plus because I was like, I don't want to give them more money and show that it's working, that shows Genie Plus is working. I didn't want to do that. So I was really Mr. Stubborn. I think it drove my wife a little crazy in that regard. But for me, it's not worth it because I've already done it all. Maybe it's worth it if it's your first time because literally you would have to wait in line for probably too long for some of this stuff. And that's where I kind of come out on it at. If it's a ride I really want to wait for, I'll wait for it. Um, but it just seems, you know, it's literally the same thing as Fast Pass, which is more money, and I don't like that. What was your experiences like?
That's what I used to tell people too. I'd be like, well, that's that's why Disney's so much better, guys. And now it's not. It is. It's insane. Does it really?
that's kind of like my my experience with the uh, Star Wars. Yeah. It was my first time it was my wife's first time riding it. So she she really like I don't think she like she said she was really scared. Um, she doesn't know if she'll ride it again. I said, well, you'd have to at least ride it again in California for <laughs> the other one. But I did not ride it. I'm not a big, I'm not a big tower guy. I feel like I'm going to die on it every time. So I, I did not ride that one. Yeah. You probably know when it's going to drop too, right? Cause like, I don't like tower, but I like dooms dooms tower over at uh because you go up and then you kind of just know when you're going up like they count it down and everything like it it's a totally different thing than like i remember the last time i rode tower you're just kind of like rolling and you're like thinking okay maybe it's gonna drop now and then it does and you just but you're in pitch black and it's kind of hard to like know when it's happening (laughs) It always does. Mm-hmm. 
How much profit do they need? Like I said, the, the the prices go up for annual passes. It goes up for the daily tickets. It goes up for the parking. It goes up for the resort fees. It goes up for the resort parking. The food prices go up. The, a, a soda, which used to be like two seventy five when I worked there in twenty fifteen, is now four seventy five for a bottle of soda. It's that kind of stuff.
You know what they should actually be doing too is just giving f- free Disney Plus accounts in the hotel rooms that you have access to Disney Plus. I know most people that probably go to Disney probably have Disney Plus or children that you know people that have children probably have it and stuff. But imagine being able to have access to Disney Plus, which now they kind of have in the hotel rooms for some places where you can airplay it uh, and stuff like that. Um, like Coronado has that now. But imagine you're somebody that's skeptical of Disney Plus or doesn't have it yet. <clears throat> Whatever. Sit in your hotel room, you sit down, and you start watching um, Daredevil or, you know, Moon Knight or Loki. And you start watching Mandalorian and Obi-Wan. And you're like, wrapped up in the show. I need to get an account when I get home so I can finish watching this stuff and all the great stuff they have in here. Like, and it's free for Disney, right? <laughs> like, they just create dummy accounts or something. I don't know. Like, it wouldn't cost them anything. Except for maybe the streaming bandwidth, which, let's be real... People are probably already streaming in the hotel rooms as it is on their tablets or whatever. It's not going to make a big difference. I think that's one thing they should be doing. And it's a perk. That would be a perk of staying on the resort. Oh, we like it was back when this is how old I am. Uh, in the area we lived in originally, we didn't have Disney Channel on our cable. So the times where we go down and watch Disney Channel is when we were on Disney hotels because they always had Disney Channel. So that'd be kind of like the same thing. You'd get people be like, oh, let's go watch some Disney Plus or, oh, Turning Red, a brand new movie is on there. Let's go back to the hotel room, guys, and watch that together. And then maybe we'll buy Disney Plus when we get home. And then if you already have an account, you can just have them log into their account and continue wherever they left off or use the dummy account or something. Like, it, figure it out. That should be fun. Um, but like you said, I, I do want to shout out my wife who did – who she was the one that did all the studying for this thing, um, for the Genie Plus. And um, without her, we, we would have been lost. But um, – I. I think what we've gathered from this is that it's worth it if you're a first-timer. It's worth it if you're going to Hollywood. But I'm not so sure it's worth it on some of these other parks. Epcot, I feel like it's the least worth it. Soaring was was 30-minute wait when I was there. 30-minute wait! They weren't bad when I was there. Uh, no. No, it wasn't that bad.
Yeah, I guess you're right though with kids. I, for me, anything sixty or under is fine. I'll I'll do it. Really, the magic number is once I start seeing seventy, I'm like, okay, is this is this worth seventy? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my kids do it. I'm going to make my kids do it. I'm going to say, I did this when I was a kid. You're going to do it now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? My kid's going to be a Star Wars fan, though. And you know what about Star Wars fans, right? No problem waiting in lines. No problem at all. Star Wars fans will wait in line for whatever. Uh, you know, I remember I, I stood in line outside of a Toys R Us in 2015 just waiting to get some Force Awakens toys. You know, <laughs> like Star Wars fans will line up. Yes, with the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. In his defense, in his defense, Phantom Menace is pretty dope, okay? It is my favorite prequel. It is my favorite prequel. I know. Yeah, that's everybody's favorite prequel. I gotta be different. No, I just love the world of Phantom Menace, like, ten years before we really get to, like, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. It's, like, a happier film. It's not like a... Like, I feel like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are in that time where you're like, oh, everything's already ending. Yeah, it's a little happier and jovial in Phantom. Like, uh... I mean, probably not how I would have done the movie, but, um... I enjoy it for what it is. Okay, uh, speaking of Star Wars, Star Cruiser reaction. So let's not forget, this thing costs like $5,900 to $6,000 for two days. Um, <laughs> I've seen reports saying they're having trouble filling it. I think that's more of they just opened up new things from August to November. Um, so obviously those are all new openings. But also if you look at regular cruises as well, they don't really fill up like that um kind of they fill up over time i think it'll be fine for the first year i really do i think the first year people are still going to be curious they're going to go they're going to if they can afford it they're going to go they're going to see it my issue is repeat customers and people that want to go and can't um so i would like to go but i'm not going in at, at six thousand dollars for two nights um i can't <laughs> do you know i was pricing out stuff and it's cheaper for me to go to japan and see tokyo disney and that's on my bucket list 
So rather do that. Or I'd actually rather take like I guess a real cruise. They're small, though. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what? If your half a day was the day that I had at Hollywood, uh, you're not riding, Rise. <laughs> The food's included, right? So that's good. No. Look, this is why this is why I do quick service, right? 
yeah. My my chicken nuggets though are like twelve bucks, eight, ten bucks. Uh, if I did that three times a day, I'm not spending two hundred fifty dollars. Three dining places. You'd have to go to three sit-down dinings and eat and drink around Epcot. <laughs> yeah. I call myself a Star Wars super fan, and I said, no, I am not doing this. Um, I think my wife has even looked into it. Not that we can afford it right now, but like, well, what if we did this? And what if we did that at some point? And I'm like, no, I'd rather go to Japan. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather do other things. Because here's the thing, too. Here's my biggest complaint, and I complained about it, I think, on this show originally when they announced what this was. Like you said, you have half a day in the park. Uh, it sounds like, too, from the videos I've watched, the missions you can do in the park on your phone, right? It's just a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of running there, running there, running there. That I feel like, okay, I would just have to take my whole half a day to do those missions because that is the only new thing I'm getting. I've rode the rides before. I can ride the rides the next time I go into Hollywood separately from these two days that I'm going, you know. This would have to be an add-on to my vacation. Um, the, the biggest complaint I have is that at some point I want to turn it off. I want to turn off the immersion. Uh, I don't need immersion. Hey, like, what, have we seen this? Have you seen the story of them now in California creating a city with houses that is going to be focused on story and all that kind of stuff. I don't need, I don't need to live the story. I don't need to live that. I need to be able to unwind at some point. And the bad thing with this is I like going back to the hotel room at night and flipping on ESPN or the Disney cartoons or whatever. You can't, there's no TV (laughs) because you're in star Wars. So what, I just sit in the hotel room when it's time, or am I just on the go so much that I come back and immediately knock myself out, wake up bright and early the next morning to see what dumbass mechanic needs help and, you know, help him because he can't do it. And, you know, that kind of stuff. It looks fun. I I think I would enjoy it. But then at one point I want to go back to the room and be like, all right, I'm turning it off and now I'm relaxing. And I don't think I'd be able to. And there's things that are required to be done, like the lightsaber training. There should be no requirements. There should be no requirements. There shouldn't be... The the place, the bridge, is a requirement where you shoot asteroids. I don't need to play this mini-game. Like, let me... Let me explore the place. 
Like, I saw a video where it was cool. They found this little secret passage where they were able to crawl under and get to this other place, and that's cool. I would like to be able to do that. And, like, all of that stuff. But when it comes to the actual... Like, I, I shouldn't have to do lightsaber training because, one, it doesn't look great, right? It's a little beam of light that I have to try to match up perfectly. It's not, like, the same thing as the movie. And I... And the thing, too, the end is always the same. It's the same climax because it takes place in this one part of the timeline. This is where the issue with repeating visitors come in from, right? Because if I've done it once and I did all the missions in Galaxy's Edge and I did all the missions around the place and I've already seen the dinner show because I'm betting it's the same songs every time, then I see the climax okay, I don't ever have to go back again. Are they going to change the story at some point? They'd have to, right? They, they have to. Because why else am I going there again? I can't sit, there's no pool, right? I can't sit back and relax anywhere in this place because it's always going to be either the First Order getting in my face or the Rebellion being like, I need help, I need help, and I just don't want to help you. I want to help myself. <laughs> I want to sit down, you know? Uh, if you're really into role-playing, it's probably going to be great. Like, the people in Hawkeye that are the firemen that LARP are going to love this. And I think I would love it for once, but, again, I think at some point I'd want to be like, I'd end up probably having to watch something on my phone in the hotel room because there's no TV. <laughs> like, that's the way I'd have to do it, right? And that's sad. Um... What I wanted when they said they were going to do a Star Wars hotel is just, like, do a regular Star Wars hotel. It's just a Star Wars hotel that I can hop in and look at. Um, you know, like I can go to the Grand Floridian. Uh, something themed after Naboo or something. You're just walking around. Beautiful palace type thing. Right? You can still have it be but two, right? But here's the thing. I'm able to walk around but two with headphones on and my phone if I wanted to. I feel like I can't do that at the resort, right? Like, it is it is a clash. I saw a video where they kind of talked about this kind of clash that happened when they came in to Galaxy's Edge from the hotel. The hotel they've been living and breathing. Star Wars people dressed up as Star Wars characters, people dressed up wearing Ray stuff, you know? They get into the park and they see guys wearing just regular t-shirts, uh, browsing on their phone, and it, like, is this click of, I'm not actually living it anymore. Um, and you can leave that part of the park. You could probably go over to Toy Story Land, right? And that was one of my questions originally when they announced this. I'm like, so am I not able to do... Because they would say, like, you're able to take a trip to Galaxy's Edge. And I'm like, are they going to stop me from going to Toy Story Land? Like, are, what are they going to do? <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. You're getting close to the boundary. Curve it back in. Get back in here. So, that is, like, my biggest complaint about it. Is one, I can't even just walk in there and see the lobby. Right? 
There's no way I can hop over there to do it. And I get it. They want this immersion thing. But when you're charging the rate more than an actual cruise or a fancy cruise, you don't actually go anywhere. You don't have any other entertainment than just the dinner show, right? The shop looks small. The lobby looks nice. But it doesn't feel like anything that I'm like, I need to spend two and a half days here. You know, what, two nights and three days, pretty much. I would love to do it just for the story, but guess what? I watched a video where they were doing a lot of those missions, and I already know how everything ends. So, I don't even know if it's worth me going right now. Yeah, it's a better price point. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh look maybe i'd sing a different tune if i went i mean i've seen some people who really did like it but i most of the reviews i will say most of the reviews i've said said this is fun it's more fun than it looks but not worth the price that's been every review i've seen is this is great I'm having fun, but not worth the price. <laughs> and these are people that got to see it for free. That got to do the press releases, and they're saying, this was fun for free. I don't know if I pay six grand for it. And that's a problem. That's a problem. If they continue to have problems filling it, they're going to have to lower the prices. It cost them like a billion dollars for Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if this is part of that amount it better not have it doesn't look like it's worth that at all like yes yeah yeah i don't know how much the hotel itself costs but i'm assuming it's wrapped up in the price of galaxy's edge or something but um you know like accounting style type stuff but 
ultimately, I don't know if it's worth the money, is what it seems to be. And until they can figure that out, I'm not going to be able to go. And most people are not going to be able to go. And if most people can't afford this, because, I mean, let's be honest, in this type of economy, who even has $6,000 for a two-day trip when you can't even make over, some people can't even make over $15 an hour. Um, it's not even really like the minimum wage at some places. So it is uh, it is a problem. And, and Disney is consistently now pricing themselves out of a lot of people. And I think what you would want is when your guests to leave to say, that was worth it. But I think some people might feel like they have to say it was worth it. You don't want to spend six grand and be like, people be like, how was it? Oh, it was good. Good. Um, it was worth it. Yeah, 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 it was worth it. Yeah, I didn't waste my money. No, I did I did not waste six grand. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to come to terms with that. Um, <laughs> Scotch, Scotch. I, I would probably wait. I would probably wait <laughs> until it lowers. I cannot justify this unless if it's two grand or under. There's no way I could go if it's under that. And it, for that to happen, it's probably years from now. It's probably years and years from now maybe they'll come out with a different package i think it would be cool if they gave you a one night package can we do that maybe i don't go well maybe i maybe well you know what it's like if i got off at the bahamas and said i'm not getting back on right (laughs) let me do that (laughs) Nothing. Oh, that's the thing too. The bus goes back from the hotel. Goes the bus goes back to the hotel at like four thirty. By the way, so you can't see the night show. You literally have to go back to Hollywood a different day if you want to experience Hollywood Studios because you're gonna get there midday probably after breakfast. It's like after breakfast you get there. I think before park opens actually is when you get there. But then you only have till four. Um, you're. You, they said you can book Ogas, but guess what? It's not guaranteed. You have to go to somebody and try to get an Ogas reservation. So if you don't get that, then you're missing out on Ogas. It doesn't seem like there's enough perks for me to be like, I gotta nail this down and go because I'm getting access to all this stuff. They do give you Lightning Lane for the two rides. But if they're broken down, I mean, they said they'll get you on they said we will get you on but guess what if it's broken down till 4 30 you either got to get back on how else are you getting back to the hotel i mean there's no like real transportation there is there like i can't get on a disney bus outside of hollywood to it i don't think because the way the way you get in it is like a 18 wheeler that is decked out on the inside to look like uh something star wars 
Yes, yeah. Kind of like Hogwarts. Kind of like the Hogwarts ride where it looks like a, it's just a regular train and then... Yeah. Who knows? Um, I wish we knew somebody that would wrote it. We uh, that was in it. We could bring them on and be like, "Tell us what you thought," because it's probably more informative than just two people that haven't done it. Um, but I did watch like two videos on it. Uh, you know, pretty lengthy videos on the process. I read some articles about what people said, and literally, that's the sentiment: is it's too expensive. So if you're debating it, I would probably hold off. But again, if it's something that is a must-do for you, go ahead. But I would say at this point, it probably is going to get cheaper, so I'd probably hold off. <laughs> um, I hope they do. I hope they do. I think they might be worried about this being seen as a flop, though. Mm-hmm. He's been fumbling the bag pretty hard here with the don't say gay bill stuff. The uh, If you just saw the high school cheerleaders that were chanting some racist things that had to be reviewed by Disney before they let them continue doing it. Um, there, th Yeah, he, he's had some fumbles recently, and I wouldn't be surprised if Iger appointed him to this, knowing that this was going to be how it went. Yeah, you know, Iger was pretty much like once China said stuff about COVID coming out, he's like, I'm resigning right now and I am stepping back and I'm going to hand the reins to JPEG here and kind of left him in a tough spot, honestly. Um, but, you know, it hasn't been great. Like Iger is one that came out very hard against the bill and he's no longer the CEO. And I have no doubt about it that if he was still in charge at the time, he would have done more. I, I really think he would have because he's been kind of doing more in some of those aspects. But from people that know Chapik's thinking, Chapik was like, I don't want to get involved in any sort of that political stuff while, like, while Iger did. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. When, and most of your, yeah, a good chunk of their workforce would be affected, and they're the largest employer in Florida. So, yeah, while Chapik's sipping margaritas in California, not too worried about it, you know, there's, there's people that, you know, they are a large employer in Florida, and... And all that, so. Um, 
but then also, like I said, uh, Iger had had some missteps as well. Um, a lot of price increases came under him as well. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is, right? Um, I feel like we've kind of lost, I don't think we're ever going backward. That's what I mean. I don't think we're ever going to get cheaper. I think even whoever they install next is going to be JPEG 2.0. I went there like the first year or two. Yeah. I may have. It was 2002 or 2003 I went. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, so no, I did not. That's crazy. No, I... I So I did not ride it then. Um... But I do remember old school California Adventure, you know, that's the uh, Golden Gate Bridge entrance, and it was just literally a mash of California everywhere. <laughs> it's like, and now you're in San Francisco. Now you're in L.A. Yeah, see, at least I was like 13. <laughs> I remember that too, because I was still around in 2016 when I went. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um yeah well that was a nice lengthy episode if people want to follow us we are on twitter at bt disney podcast facebook.com slash behind the dreams podcast instagram at behind the dreams podcast or email us behind the dreams podcast at gmail.com i don't know what our next topic will be we'll figure it out i guess Um, But again, these episodes should be bi-weekly, so you'll be getting them every other week. Um, Something exciting, I guess, is you may have seen the update on the feed uh, that says that we uh, changed from 14301 Productions to Logjam Media. So that is our new name of our network, which consists of To the Infinity Saga and Beyond where Jack has been on a few times and where I'll be recapping Moon Knight, which if this is every two weeks, you already know Moon Knight's going on probably at this point. And um, where uh, The Pot Awakens, which is where we talk Star Wars, Stateside Soccer Show, where Logan and I talk soccer, Extra Innings Baseball Show, where we talk baseball. Am I forgetting a podcast? Probably somewhere in there elseworlds yeah dc vampire guys i just talked about it earlier um yeah too many too many shows but they're all part of this umbrella called log jam media so um nothing changes for you as a listener just kind of a new name for what we call ourselves easier if you want to look us up as well twitter log jam media is the handle 
but thanks everyone for listening and we will catch you next time where we talk uh, some something we'll talk something <laughs> see ya park news has been very sparse Oh, wow, yeah. Did I ever tell you that my favorite NBA team when I was growing up was the Denver Nuggets? Because I thought they meant Sugar Nuggets. <laughs> I, had a, I had a Sega game. Yeah, I, I had a Sega game where they had, you know, the Denver Nuggets. And their logo was, like, different than it is now where they really focus on the mining stuff. To the point where enough where I could kind of think, like, oh, is that a chicken nugget? Like, it was enough, you know, like, where I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, this is my team. This is my team. I love Nuggets. Um... Yes, that was fun as a kid. <laughs> Charlotte is beating New England right now. Yep, one nothing. <laughs>